Sign of the Mihente, welcome to the House of Liberation, where warriors gather to reclaim their full essence. This is Garnet Ya sharing today's message with you. Ohebit, a lover, play with passion, devotion, and eros. Mm -hmm. A lover, what if every day was begun with becoming undone, with a touch ever so gentle, with a presence that surrenders with a slow grinding into sacred play? Enjoy the lover. So here's my thing. I, you know, when I come across the cards and like pulling for a particular day, I'm always curious about like how desperate has that energy been um, waiting for you to notice it or tend to it. And for me, the lover as a physical, like a human embodiment, um, you can't miss those folks. They is like they drip in honey. Everything is really like sensual and connected to that erotic energy, which erotic energy to me is the life force inside of us. It's pure, it's primal, it's creative, creatrixing. Like it can build worlds and universes and not to be underestimated. And so there's this part of recognizing that to begin to consciously choose to activate the divine love inside of you is one of the most powerful things you can do on your own behalf. On the other side of that, one of the biggest lessons I learned this year for me was that, uh, you know, I have in some of my uh, stories, there is this piece of my love being something that I should be ashamed of because it's either naive, it's gullible, like there's all these this all these languages in order to parse apart like the beauty and innocence of love. But love is not innocent in that way, nor just beautiful in that way. Love has the power to be ferocious. It has the power to set boundaries. It has the power to walk away when it knows that it cannot be fully received yet. But when you know that your love is not fully received by another person, the answer to that is not to shut yourself down or lock yourself down. Because what happens is, is that it gets stuck in your body. The energy, that erotic primal energy will get stuck in your body in some place or another, reminding you of how unsafe it is to actually have these feelings. And then you have a world outside mirroring, kind of like, don't be such a sucker. Don't, you know, don't be so naive. And this year I realized for myself that I had been battling all my life to keep my heart open to be in the uh, alignment and resonance of love, the frequency of love. And because now I understand that love, love can even do the harder things, you know, and burying, like being with my parents at the end, for me, I counted on my actions being part of the way that love is shown. I've had to love and say goodbye. I've had to love and let go. And before I would think of it as a binary, well, you know what I need to do is I need to learn to be harder, which, you know, I've heard that. Um, but I have no desire to. I have no desire to put an armor on my love. My love or the love that we inhabit inside is has the potential to shift universes. So why would I cover that up with armor? And why would I even entertain someone treating my love 
any different than I treat it. But that's where all this, like all that shit comes in, where it's like, you know, you teach people how you want to be treated. And half of that is a very huge truth. And the other half of that is actually not most motherfuckers just don't know how to, <laughs> how to be real or engage. But having said that, the objective is not, how can I protect myself from getting hurt? Well, there's something weird about that because <laughs> it's going to happen. But the key to self-love and the key to actually tapping into your own erotic love energy is to actually respect it yourself. Actually treat it like a garden you're tending. You may have planted tulips and you still have to tend to it, right? Like you may have chosen the easy route or whatever that may look like, but you still have to tend to it. And love is something that needs to be cultivated, that needs to be cared for because it's your purest spark. And so rather than the question, which I've circled around this question a million times, like, oh, what did I do wrong? Or, um, or you know, I'm not enough. All those messages are like funky as shit because really what's happening is, is that we don't appreciate our own love. We don't appreciate the lover in us. It's one of those things where you chastise a child for being so brilliant, beautiful, and bright, and you chastise them because it makes you feel uncomfortable. That's the same idea. Right, And when you look at that child enjoying it with the innocence and the beauty, there's something about that that deserves to be protected in the same way that your love does. So rather than closing down, shutting off, uh, putting up moats and walls and shit like that, or making a moat and putting up a wall, whatever the case may be, that's actually not the lesson. That's not the assignment. The assignment is that despite all that you see or you've experienced, that you can trust yourself enough and trust the love inside of you to stand up for you. To know when, even with love, even with loving a person, you're still going to encounter some, some bullshit. And that you get to decide whether you want to walk with that person or not. Love has that power as well. So I want to weave this into play because what I most think of is like, how can we calibrate play in, in order to activate love within ourselves? So here's the thing, you don't have to call it in, you have to amplify it within. You have to amplify it, and this is using the five senses, or there's more than five senses, but using your senses in order to really integrate this uh, practice of cultivating your love and amplifying your love. It has everything to do with what you taste, what you smell, what you touch, what you see, what you hear. I mean, in so many other aspects of sensing, right? So when you want to amplify this particular quality, you want to use play because play is has play has curiosity. Now I struggle with play sometimes. I think I'm a in some ways a very like serious person about my shit. So playing is like playing feels so out there, but I recognize the beauty and the benefit of it. But the reason why we use the language of play is because we're beaconing the curiosity that being open-hearted actually brings you. It doesn't allow you to step into taking it too seriously because it's an exploration, it's an adventure. If we can look at things like that, it can change everything for us. So how can you playfully cultivate your love intent to the love of your heart? right? In this very like primal energy way. And this comes to things like, you know, who are we around and, um, you know, what are we consuming in all, in all the ways that 
actually what they cause is a diminishing or like a contraction of love inside of us. And that's what I realized this year. I was like, back to this year. That's what I realized this year that as much as I was, um, you know, showing up at, with as much integrity as possible and alignment with my values, I realized that the pot shots that I was getting from people in the systems or shit like that was actually detrimental for my love. And being surrounded by a person who um, is all about the strategy of protection. And what I've learned about the strategy of protection is not, you don't wear that shit on your sleeve. You come at it from an, all, an already decided place, right? Of protecting what matters. So you don't have to do, you don't have to be about all that noise. Having said that, you know, watching watching love being weaponized acceptance being weaponized has definitely changed my perspective and and not that I that's what I did before or even believe that but this year I understood the assignment <laughs> and the assignment was not how can I be better at like either cutting people off or deciding not to do this or deciding not to do that how can I actually still anchor and come from the place of love because that is my most powerful tool. It's my most powerful inhabitation is to actually allow my heart to be open to experiences, open to possibilities, open to something different rather than the contraction. There's no work, there's no partner, there's no nothing that is more valuable than the cultivating and the tending and keeping of our own hearts. Because if you don't respect it, if you don't honor it, if you take it for granted, later on you get salty perceiving that it's the, just the other person. But you don't, you don't understand the value of the love inside of you. Or it's divinity, it's, it's beauty, it's holiness, it's sacredness. When you understand that, and that's what hit me this year, I was like, wait a minute, let me rethink this. Because I've been operating, you know, from an open heart place. But what happens is I've been getting these messages from people that live with a lot of armor that I should be armoring up. I can't tell you that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, you're just too kind. You're just too kind or you're too friendly. And I'm like, okay, if you need me to drag somebody's ass, I could do that. I don't see a point in it. And I don't see a point in needing to lock my heart away, lock my love away because someone else does not know how to handle it or manage it or receive it for that matter. My job then is to still be anchored in my love while allowing that person to shift away because they don't have the capacity. Because I will not give them my iPhone or my watch willy-nilly, right? Like, you know, that thing. Like, I need to know that you know how to respect and honor yourself and be in the energetic beacon of your love and that you treat that with so much discernment because in turn that means you're going to make decisions that are best for the love you are trying to embody that to me is the shit right there right it's like this recognition that we need curiosity to allow us to explore what externally would activate and mirror what already is internally and that in that process I'm willing to shed my armor so that I have to walk around worried and anticipating and calling everything a game because I'm trying to make the first chess moves before the other person. I don't want to live like that. 
I also believe that love has this capacity of being like, nope, no thank you, right? And still having a full inhabitation. Boundaries are not division and they're not, you know, difference. You know what I mean? Like it's not, these are not the same things. So what I want to offer you, which is the whole point, I keep on winding up ranting on circles, but the whole point is begin to cultivate what you already possess inwardly and then be sure to commit to your protecting of your love and protecting of this, the purity of your essence that requires reclaiming because it's been shut down so long. And when you shut all this energy down, it stores in your body and it becomes stagnant. And then we're like, you know, why does my sciatic hurt or my ass hurts or this hurts or that hurts? And it's because we've been holding, it's like being at war with yourself, right? You're holding your very nature. You're trying to control it. You're trying to uh, protect it in ways that actually are causing it to contract and not expand. And that's the work, that's the assignment. The assignment is what are the things that you can do externally that, that can activate the mirror internally and that in that journey, you are going to learn to respect your love. You're going to res learn to respect how important it is to be in the fullness of your passion, your devotion, right? And to be connected to your erotic energy and your sensual life force energy which is love, right? In such a way that you can maintain your position in that beacon and people can be however they want to be, go, come, whatever the case is. But you're self-aware of what the limits are and where the boundaries are for yourself and when you need to walk away. And that does not mean that you no longer love. It just means you are no longer directing the entirety of your love onto this one human being who cannot understand it because they don't know the experience themselves. So the answer to love is not to become harder so that you don't get hurt. The answer to it is generate and catalyze it in such a way that you understand that you need to protect the essence of that so that your waters don't get bitter. So you have to watch who you're around, what you're taking in, right? Um, what you're watching, what you're listening to, because all of those things contribute to the activation and maintenance of your love vibe and allows you to be fully present See, when you're in that heart space in that way, what tends to happen is that everything becomes beautiful. And compassion leads because you're like, oh yeah, no, no, I totally get it. That person's hurting or this situation, yeah, that, that really hurts. And love is bigger than that. And love is stronger than that. And love actually, and you know, this is like some old school shit. Love actually trumps everything. But the love is not that unicorny shit. It's actually a really embodied sense of your unification with the divine spark. And that the way you love and the way you bring love into the world needs to be beaconed with curiosity. And then in that curiosity, you try something out, it doesn't work out, and then you you shift, right? Like that's that's the assignment, you shift. And it doesn't have to be dramatic or disastrous. It's a mere understanding that because you don't trust yourself, I cannot trust you with my love. I will give it to you from afar, but in terms of our exchange and our engagement and how we move with each other, it's a big fat no-no. <laughs> and it's a big fat no-no because I recognize that it's like me giving you something really important when you, you don't, like you don't have a regard for it. So it's not, your ignorance is not an assault. What happens is, is that I get to set a boundary recognizing that you actually cannot hold it. Right? You can't actually um, 
know its value. And that is how we get to the root of like our own self-love. And that's very like capitalistic language value and worth, but it gives us a container for what we're trying to express. And it's the idea of your importance because you are your unique expression of the divine spark. So what if you started your day with becoming undone, being open and surrendering? What if everything around you, what and everything that you touched becomes alivened by the love how, what would it look like or what would it be like for you to ensure that you have love beacons and catalyzers all over your house, your apartment, all over your, I forget it, like, you know, everywhere, in your car? What happens when everything you touch is done with the, this love, the love that knows how to be pure, innocent, beautiful, wonderful, the love that also knows how to have boundaries that protect the inside and the outside and teach people how to approach such a large beacon? And that's my message for today. Sending you so much love and uh, hasta mañana.